Welcome back to Forward Radio, WFMPLP, Louisville 106.5, and you can visit us online at forwardradio.org. And I am Ryan Heelan, the host of Give Back Radio, and today I have Sylvia Bruton from the English Speaking Union. She is the vice president of the Kentucky branch. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much for having me. So this is an interesting organization because this is one I have not heard about. Um, so when Ruth brought it up, I, I was very interested in getting to sit down and talk to you. So just tell me what it is that this organization does. Certainly. Well, this organization was originally founded around 1920s um, to foster relation, a better relationship between the United States and Great Britain because it was one of the first times we were on the same side. Sure, Before, yeah. we'd been fighting Britain to right. get loose from it yep. and all sorts of things. So this was um, a great opportunity to be able to do that, and it was started by Barry Bingham, uh, the senior senior, uh, and Josh Everett. <clears throat> and so in the 1960s, they began sending students over to study at the at the English uh, universities at and now we send them to Oxford, Cambridge, Edinburgh, wow. and the Globe Theater. So three very <laughs> prestigious universities. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Actually, four. The four, yeah. The uh, the Globe Theater, while it is not a university, uh, is where we send teachers most often, <laughs> and they learn some tremendous skills. They come back and say, "Gee, my whole life has changed. The way I teach." The way I think about education and my whole life right. has just been, yeah. you know. And also, national travel opens people up to the idea of the bigger world. Yeah, it does. You know, it expands your world. Mm-hmm. And these, we find, are very valuable for people to understand what's what the rest of the world is. Yeah, you really can't put a price tag on travel and education. So when you can combine the two, traveling and ed- educating yourself, um, it really is super important. So how did you get involved with this organization? Well, I became involved through my husband. My husband, uh, Oliver Grant Bruton, is an attorney here in town. And he was chosen in 1948, mind you. This this organization is quite an old one. Right. But he was chosen to be an exchange student to go over and study for a year at Christ's Hospital, I don't know if you've ever heard of I that. I have not, Christ's no. Christ's uh-uh. Hospital was a school that was founded by Edward VI, who was the son of Henry VIII. And wow. the school was originally founded for poor boys. And he was selected to go over there, and then a young man who was from Wales, whose father had been killed in a train wreck, and his mother had children, and she was attempting to get them as educated as she could and take care of them. This young man was, of course, uh, not not well to do. Right, right. And so he came over to America and stayed for a year as an exchange. But my husband, Grant, met him at Christ's Hospital. Okay, that's so cool. So this was a school that... Ha- my husband said also that he did not get the equivalent education again until his second year at Princeton. Now, he went to both Princeton undergrad and Harvard Law School. Wow, good for him. (laughs) And he was just so impressed with how this went. He said that it was the most memorable year of his life. Really? In terms of his education and his understanding of people and the world. And it was in 1948, 
and England was flat on its back. Mm -hmm. Times were very hard. Food was rationed. Sure. Sugar, flour, all the different things were rationed. He said, but it was such a rich experience. experience. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And to this very day, he has retained his friendship with these students really? that he met wow. when he was there. How amazing. <laughs> so why is it important for young people to get educated and not only here, but just to broaden their education by going and doing things like this? Well, I think one of the main things is that they learn that by travel, you can understand a larger world. You can mm -hmm. expand your world and realize yeah. that it's not just a small world. It gives you more opportunities to see that there are other opportunities out there. Right. If one is only limited by the space that they exist in. I'm, for instance, from eastern Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And our opportunities at the time when I was in high school seemed so very, very limited. Right. That we, what we tend to do is we want to get out and go somewhere else mm -hmm. and leave that area which is unfortunate because then that depletes the area of potentially the people that could bring things back. Right. It's like a cycle that it falls into. People grow up there, want to leave, and then they don't come back. Kind yes. Of thing. Yeah. Hmm. And so now we look at it in terms of wanting to give back to those areas. Yeah. And so it, it as they say, what goes around comes around. So it, it comes back to them. But um, I met my husband um, uh, back in the 70s, and we have been married since then. Wow. And so <clears throat> it's been just a great opportunity. He was very much uh, a student yeah. and a, a, f a fan of, of the English system hmm. and, and of England. How did you meet your husband? I met him when I lived in Ashland, Kentucky, because I was teaching there. I taught okay. at Paul Blazer High School. And uh, so I met him, and then he, I had planned to move away from Ashland. Yeah. He said, why don't you come to Louisville? There might <laughs> be some great opportunities here. So I'd been coming to Louisville as a child. Yeah. My mother had a dentist here in the Starks building. Okay. And, uh, and so we, um, we were coming to Louisville a lot. It's a was really a big city compared yeah. to Middlesboro, which right. is where <laughs> I was born yeah. and, and raised. So it was a great opportunity. Hmm. And um, so after, after we met and I moved to Louisville, it, uh, he was a member of the English-speaking union because he was the first student, or the, the first scholar, we call them scholars, to have been sent over to England to Christ's Hospital. So it was right. the English-speaking union. Okay. He was one of the first scholars. Wow, good for him. In 1948. That's amazing. Um, so talk about your experience as a teacher in high school and how that kind of shaped you to becoming passionate about kids and education. Have you always been passionate about kids and teaching kids? Well, my mother taught us that an education is the one thing that no one can take away from you. Mm -hmm. So that's what you need. Yeah. That's one of the great skills in life, and it's something that is so valuable. And if we can help our children get an education and be and as a teacher, I taught for 16 years at Spalding University. Okay. And what I wanted the, these students to do was to become lifelong learners. Right. 
Your mm-hmm. education doesn't stop when you graduate, right? You don't stop learning once you Absolutely. graduate. Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, the field that I was in was theater and speech, and being from Eastern Kentucky, where yeah. we talk like this, <laughs> right? It's real hard to get a job when mm-hmm. you talk like that. Yeah. So what I was doing at Spalding University was helping students develop a career language, a way in which they could speak in order to be to to do interviews. Right. Uh, I would also in this class at Spalding show them um, an, a video of a young man, African American, who was from the Midwest, and when he uh, gets on the telephone and gets and is interviewing someone to try and rent a um, a room, you know. Right. Uh, he uses a um, he uses a, a, a Spanish accent. I'm sorry, the place is rented. Oh, really? Then he said he calls again, and he uses. Uh, an African-American accent. Well, I'm sorry, the place is rented. Then he uses a New Delhi accent. Yeah. <laughs> so there's many accents that he could use, right. but he uses that as well. Hmm. Wow. You know, the New Delhi. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, the place is rented. Wow. He calls with just straight, clear Midwest. When would you like to see the apartment? Wow. Now, it's not legal to profile you. No, it's not. <laughs> but if they hear you speak... Uh, people talk like this. Mm-hmm. They, they say you're not real smart. They automatically you profile. won't learn. Yeah. And that's a wrong way to look at it mm-hmm. because they don't look any deeper than that. They hear you on the phone or whatever, hear your language, yeah. and they profile you. Mm-hmm. And they kind and of already made up their mind about you. That's true. Yeah. And that's really sad. It and is And that's very unfair sad. Yeah. to the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so... What I tried to do was to help them. I had a couple of wonderful two nurses. They said, I said, so I always looked at teachers as facilitators. What we are trying to do is to help you achieve what it is you want to do. Right. Not the your other goals way. Yeah. and objectives yeah. or whatever yours are, but I want to help you get there. So these two little nurses said, well, we want to learn how to not say why not. <laughs> and I said, well, okay. <laughs> Let's let's think about that. Yeah. I want you to watch my mouth when I say white night. What do you see? And I said, well, you're opening your mouth a little more. <laughs> and I said, yes, that's right. <laughs> and I'm also breathing deep in my stomach. And if you lay down on your back, you, you will automatically breathe diaphragmatically. That's right. to breathe down lower mm-hmm. rather than up in the chest. And I said, you've got a beautiful voice that can be, be very light like this and very deep like this. Yeah. So if not, you're going to be talking up in this range. Yeah. And they say, <laughs> when you answer the phone, hi, yeah. says, can I speak to your mother? Yeah. Oh, well, I am the mother. <laughs> what? So anyway, we go through a whole right. bunch of fun exercises. Yeah. But well, anyway, that, that, hmm. made, that made me very uh, honored and pleased yeah. to be able to well, good for you. Yeah. help my students in that particular way. So how do you guys, you guys use scholarships, correct, to send these people? Yes, um, we do. How do you raise money for these scholarships, and how do you figure out who to <laughs> give these scholarships to, and how do people apply? Well, we do events, and uh, we set aside, well, actually the, uh, the founders set aside um, 
through the community the uh, community trust, the community foundation here in Louisville, and we get a certain amount of money from them every year from the investment that they did, that uh, Josh Everett and Mr. Bingham did. Right. And then we also have events, and you would see in, in here in our brochure, we have a series of events every year. Um, one of which it is, is the Queen's Garden Party we have every year. We have a party to celebrate the birthday of Queen Elizabeth, and we have it at a at a really fine mansion or at some location. Right, <laughs> and it's it's a wonderful tea. It's a wonderful to celebrate. We toast the Queen, and then we also toast the President of the United States, and uh, we have um, we raise funds through that. We also have a Shakespeare competition every year. This is open to our high school students. Okay. And the high school student at the various schools around, they will send us one student who is the winner that they've had their their so they competitions have in the their school. in their classes. Right. And they send us that student. The winner from in the Shakespeare competition then gets a free trip to New York City and performs at Lincoln Center. Wow. And the winner there then gets a summer study in England. So we did have a young man, Adam Brown, who was our winner. And this is a photo of Adam Brown. Mm -hmm. This is 2007, if you'll see Adam Brown here. And he was our winner. And he won the national, and he went off to his study. He's now become a professional actor. Wow. Yep. Um, Is he in movies or on Broadway, or does he do... Everything. He's mostly doing theater. Broad, theater, okay. Yes, yes. He's he's done some theater around the country. A lot of times wow. actors don't necessarily want to go to Broadway. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. They Chicago tra- is a great yeah. place. There's some great theaters Very around true. the country. Mm-hmm. So do they, how do they um, win? Do they like have to act on stage and then people vote for who wins or? Well, what they do basically is they memorize um, a cutting from one of Shakespeare's plays. Okay. And I believe it's about 16 lines. We have that online, mm-hmm. ESU, let's see, the English-Speaking Union, Kentucky Branch. Okay, so ESU, online. Kentucky ESU. Branch. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. English-Speaking Union, Kentucky awesome. Branch. So when you guys do the things like the uh, .org. the Queen's Tea Party, is it just like a gathering, or what do you guys do at, at It's a great like gathering yeah. to celebrate the Queen's okay. Tea. And we also have, for instance, we'll have students come and do little scenes. Mm-hmm. We have our Shakespeare winner to present their, their cuttings. <coughs> um, so we, we have an assortment of things like that, music and entertainment. Okay, cool. And um, It says on the brochure you have a lot of courses like the short courses and the multi-week courses, what are what kind of courses do you offer? Where are those listed? Um, it is right here above. Oh, the these quiz. are the ones that are offered overseas. Oh, okay. That's yes. Gotcha. We have a program called the T Lab. That's travel and learn abroad. Oh, cool. <coughs> Excuse me, scholarship abroad. That's open to teachers, but when the students go over. We like them to be juniors in college because okay. then they have their senior year to be able to promote the ESU right. as well as have that opportunity to use what they have learned in their in their summer study yeah. over overseas. <coughs> and it's a 
it, the neat thing is it's free scholarships. So, you know, if you're a college student and you're yeah. you free know, sophomore, is our favorite junior word, year, so but we, it's, right. that we prefer to stop at the junior year. Yeah, okay. So. Hmm. <clears throat> um, but these, the study overseas is just a remarkable thing. Right. It is. Hmm. We also have other events. We have a Christmas party, typically. Um, we just finished the program at Sullivan University, and what we were doing is raising money for scholarships for the students who attend Sullivan University. Okay. We have a connection uh, to Sullivan University through Professor David Dodd, who teaches hmm. there. What, does uh, David, he teach English? No, no. David <laughs> Dodd is a chef. He's oh, okay. at Sullivan. Oh, yes. oh, I'm sorry. Yes, the man you went with last night. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And um, he was at one time a chef to the royal family. Wow. <laughs> and these are his students. So what we had was a competition. I called it the Battle of the British Isles. <laughs> and um, a, it was a cuisine competition. And the final results was we had teams uh, from Sullivan who represented each of the four of the British Isles. And oh, we had cool. Scotland, England, Ireland, and Wales. Hmm. So we had four different teams So there. they would prepare a dish from that area? Is that yes, how? Okay. they had several dishes. They would have a main dish and they would have a dessert. <laughs> so we had some really, really tasty food, I'll tell you. It was <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Plus we had various, um, we had various sponsors, mm. silent auction sponsors. So we auctioned off lots and lots of wonderful things that people snapped up <laughs> oh, i'm sad i missed it sounds like my my kind of night food and <laughs> food and silent auctions foodie and silent auctions <laughs> right so um the final results was that the first place winner was scotland and they had a delicious oh my gosh they had a they had a shepherd's pie that i just mm. fell in love with and then <laughs> sticky toffee pudding which Ooh, was yum. great yeah so they won 2500 and then england was second and they had a $1,000 scholarship, then they had Ireland, and that was a 500 one, and then Wales was the fourth place honorable winner. Wow. So, hmm. anyway, it was just a tremendous... Yeah, it sounds like a really fun night. Sorry? It sounds like it was a really fun, <coughs> fun evening. It was. We yeah. had around 200 people. Wow. And it was just, uh, it, was, it was really great. How did you come in contact with uh, Chef David? I mean, he's been all around the world, I assume. How did you, how did he well, end up Well, Chef here? Dodd's been here for a number of years at okay. Sullivan. That's how I came to know him. Um, some years ago, he was at the competition that was in, a competition that was in um, Lexington. When okay. we had, a, actually, it wasn't a competition. It was a presentation. It was called All the Queen's Horses. And this was at the horse park in Lexington, and it was a presentation about the the carriages and the horses that have been used by the royal family for hundreds about, of yeah, years. Hundreds of yes, years, yeah. right. Hmm. And the breeds of horses. Right. A lot of interesting information yeah. about all of that. Hmm. You know, the equestrian part of that. Right. And um, so I had met him just casually before that. But um, he was there, and members of the English-speaking Union also got to meet Princess Anne, who was there. Wow. How so cool. we had a special private audience with her, which is another opportunity that yeah. we do. 
And uh, I saw that the two of them were standing very close to each other, and I thought, these two people know each other. And I asked him, I said, how do you know Princess, Princess. Anne? And he said, well, I did her wedding cake and all her children's birthday cakes. And wow. yes, I was, so I did, hadn't realized until that point that hmm. he had been a chef to the royal family. Wow, that's really interesting. So there's, yeah, there's just... Uh, <laughs> Endless opportunities, it seems like. Um, what is What is one way you want to see this organization move forward obviously it's been around for a long time but is there a way you want to see it grow in the community well the way i want it to grow in the community is to have more and more people who qualify to be able to go over and study in england and to learn about what's over there and to and to be enriched Mm -hmm. by the knowledge that they have i mean these you know it's amazing I don't think people fully understand that there are so many scholarships offered out there by right. different organizations. Yeah. And if there's an opportunity for travel and to learn, as mm-hmm. long as you want to learn, there right. will always be opportunities yeah. for you out there. I think one of the things that turns people off of traveling with school is that it costs so much money. You know, people are so excited to travel, but then sure. they realize that it's going to cost them an arm and a leg and they don't even try to find ways to go. But like you said, there are so many organizations that are willing to help them that yes. if they just kind of reach out, um, they would have this amazing experience. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. Have if they just get out there and look around and get online right. and look at the nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. that are attempting to give people these opportunities. Right. You know. So do you guys have a website people can go to to look up? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, you want to go to the e to the English Speaking Union, Kentucky branch, and then there's just also one that's the ESU, um, US.org. Okay. So that's the one of the United States, right. which brings up the topic, too, that many times we have branches all throughout the world. Now, my husband and I went over for the one in Mexico, okay. and it was just fabulous. Yeah. So we awesome. have branches being opened in various places throughout the world, and when they have their uh, sort of grand presentation. Right. We're invited to go over and hmm. and be with them. So wow. yeah. What is one of your? You've been to England, correct? You have been. Uh huh. What is one of your favorite things to do while you're over there? Oh gosh. <laughs> well, there's so many things because uh, most often you find in England, especially, the museums are free of charge. I wish that was true here. I love going to museums, and I wish that was true here. And do you know why? Because they want the people to be educated. I love that. And that's so very important. Yeah, it is. Uh, hmm. So it's, yes, it, it's, a, it's a great opportunity. So that's why we say, too, we send them to uh, England and to Scotland. Wow. And when they come back, they're just totally... Changed. Changed. Yeah educated well when my husband and i were going we've been going for about the last 10 or 12 years we go to cambridge in the summertime and it's a college town and Mm -hmm. you walk from the little town to classes and you have classes in the morning you have a plenary lecture then you have lunch then you have afternoon classes and you have a plenary lecture at night so you're basically in in class right from say nine or ten in the morning until yeah six seven in the evening right the hall we eat in is like right out of harry potter <laughs> magnificent buildings wow. and it's just a, a different experience it yeah. really is hmm. it's 
And then on weekends, we would take trips to Stonehenge or some of the more famous places and go see theater Yeah, at the Globe Theater. I bet or that's go see. really fun. And in the summertime, too, they have concerts. Hmm. And on the lawn, you'll have plays done by the various universities. You wow. know, uh, Prince, uh, I'm sorry, um, Cambridge University has about 20 different colleges within that university. Oh, really? Oh, yes. I, d- I didn't know that. These are the colleges. Oh, okay. And each are are designed for different study. Right. One would be for religious study, for, you know, ecumenical mm-hmm. things. And um, so you get so many choices. And right. we're right there near King's College, which is the the fabulous place. Then yeah. you can also go rowing on the, on the, the river. Hmm. And there's just, there's so many wonderful it things. It seems it's like you would never get bored or there's always something to do. Never. Yeah. That's, I wish we had more of that here. And there's a lot more of... For instance, when we would go, and I can't remember the name of the place that we would go to, but it's an orchard and a very famous poet, and I can't remember his name. (laughs) Uh, We would go there and get our tea. And, of course, you have to get rather into tea when you're in (laughs) Britain. It's a (laughs) lovely tradition. (laughs) And so we would get our tea and go and sit in the garden um, and talk. Hmm. And, of course, People don't sit down often enough no, they and don't. just they talk to each other. They don't sit and talk other. much anymore, yeah, do they? That's right. Yeah. So it's a great opportunity it for is. doing that sort of thing. Hmm. It's a quiet life, and it's uh, it's exciting at the same time. So I see on your brochure you have people can become members of the ESU. What does that entail? So if I wanted to become a member, what would what yes. would I get by becoming a member? Well, you would get online and ask for a membership brochure or a membership form right it may even be online i think it is would fill that out and your regular single membership is 45 your couple would be 75 a contributing single is 75 and a contributing couple is 100 and then a branch patron would would pay a higher amount so these these help fund the scholarships and all that yes okay absolutely the money goes directly into and since 19 since the 1960s, we've sent over 700 Holy cow. students wow. over there. That's amazing. Good for yes. you guys. <laughs> and like I said earlier, that is going to impact so many more people than just the 700 because they're going to come back and tell people about it, and then that might... We have them coming back, these young people coming back to be on our board. Oh, you know? really? Wow. Many times when you look at boards around the country of other organizations, you, you see a lot of older people. Yeah. But in this case, we have our younger people coming back to work with us because they love the excitement of working with Shakespeare yeah. students and uh, the, the different events that we do, right. the Queen's Tea. Hmm. And we will have a Christmas party that will be coming up. In fact, I think you've got a list in here uh, of all the different events that we've got coming up. <coughs> hmm. Let me see if I, I don't can see find it. those. Yeah. It might be online. Yes, I know that would be, yes. But mm. um, anyway, these these are lots of fun. We have yeah. a, a Christmas party. We have uh, the Queen's Tea. We have the Shakespeare competition. Right. This particular event we just did. and. Uh, so before we, we wrap up here, what is one piece of advice you would give somebody who might be on the fence of applying or wanting to travel? What is one piece of advice you would say that would nudge them in the right direction? Well, I would say try to get involved by um, coming to one of the events. Mm-hmm. 
the Shakespeare competition will be held in um, next month, and that will be at the Commonwealth Theater on Payne Street. Right. And take a look at it, tiptoe in, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Get online and look at what the other organizations or what the other branches are doing throughout the United States. Yeah, and just see how the amazing stuff sure, they do. Yeah. Sure, mm-hmm. and come to a few events and just right. get a feel for it. Just get kind your, of get your foot put in the your door. toe in the yeah, water, exactly, and, <laughs> and then see what what happens from there. <laughs> see what happens <laughs> from there, and see if it's something that's exciting for you. Right. And we have also involved with us is the English and Scottish Society. Hmm. So at the Queen's Tea, for instance, people are piped in. Do right. you know what that is? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that means a piper stands there and they pipe people in. Oh, so really? That's a tradition in Scotland to wow. be piped in. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. Well, very cool. <laughs> well, guys, that is Sylvia Bruton from the English Speaking Union. She's the vice president of the Kentucky branch. Um, I learned so much today. So thank you for coming in. Um, this thank is you. This is why I love doing it. Guys, check out uh, the English Speaking Un- Union online and listen to Give Back Radio. And thank you so much.